The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, welcome to Monday. Look at that. Made it through the weekend. Oh, that weekend flew by. That was such a... You know what? I had. A, I, I hope everybody had a great week. And I, the weather was brilliantly beautiful. I spent Friday night on a patio. <laughs> I held court. Hey, don't know if you happen to see uh, this tweet. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I was out on the patio of the Bend Friday night. And several people came out, and we ended up having this table that grew and grew and mm-hmm. grew. And at some point, um, this uh, person who follows me on Twitter, who's a, a yoga expert, I signed this up, by the way, um, her and her sister were talking to me about something. Then her sister left. Okay. And so later on in the evening, I asked uh, the woman, so what became of your sister? She's like, you know, I don't know. And And... Nobody was alarmed but me. It has to be the dad in me. So I just said, well, let me know on Twitter. I know she follows me on Twitter. So just let me know on Twitter that you found her. You know, it's the kind of thing that'll bug me over the weekend. So Saturday morning I got up and there was a tweet to me. Now, you know, uh, if you tag the person's name first, I think the way it works is only me and my followers get to see that. I think. You know, so if you put at gross Andrew, right, as opposed to dot, uh, anyways, that's how it works. So what she tweeted Saturday morning was, gross Andrew hooked up with my sister. (laughs) (laughs) But I think what she was attempting, well, in fact, I know it was, hey, Andrew, I found my sister. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it sat up on the internet for a few hours. Gross Andrew hooked up with my sister. Thank you. Thank, Thank goodness my wife is not on Twitter. Uh, That's let's be careful like, uh, with our we'll tweets. Take him for a little while. Yeah, so. it's all good. Uh, anyways, great time. Went to see the uh, Spider-Man movie on uh, Saturday night with my son. Mm-hmm. So, and that was a great. Well, it was a great night. Just out with the son, watching a movie. Haven't done that forever. You had a busy weekend. Yeah, it was a busy weekend. You were yeah. working, sort of. Pretty much. MC'd Kindleman's wedding. Yeah, that was good. Uh, it went well, so that was good. And then um, Sunday afternoon was out at Beachmont Cemetery because we interred my uh, father-in-law's ashes on uh, Sunday afternoon. Ooh. So we were uh, out there, had a little ceremony. It's the first time I've actually been at Beachmount Cemetery. And there's all sorts of... I want to go back. I, I know this might sound odd, mm. but I, um, I like cemeteries. And I like exploring them. I like walking around and and uh, reading reading headstones yep. and 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 that one of course has a, a large number of soldiers buried there as well. Um, and I, I didn't get a chance to go explore, look a little bit on, on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to go back and and go walk about. And they have they have a tour up there too, a cemetery tour. You said you're going to Halifax this year. Uh, next year, the Honorary Colonel's Conference is in Halifax. If you like cemeteries, mm-hmm. you must go check out the Titanic. There's uh, three or four of them okay. in Halifax. You would love it. A person with no interest in cemeteries would find it very interesting. Yeah. So you you would love it. Yeah. It, it just, um, I don't know, there's something about them. I don't find them creepy. I don't find them scary. I find them very, very peaceful. Mm-hmm. I find them... You know, very well uh, you know, respected and, and, and maintained, and certainly, um, yeah, I, I just, um, I, and then you start to think, you know, where are you going to go 
at, when it's all done. Mm-hmm. And it ended up with having a conversation with, you know, my husband. So what's the what's the plan? Where do you want to be put? Okay, well, you want to be cremated? Okay, fine. That's what I want to do, too. But yeah, we're going to sh- throw the ashes to the wind. Are we going to get a plot? And, and then you have to start looking at that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anyway, it just, uh, it was an interesting day. Interesting weekend. So you have, uh, you know, wedding celebration and then, and then yeah, saying yeah. goodbye to a loved one as well. Guess, it's kind of highs and lows. Yeah, it was good. Well, a couple of milestones for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Hmm. We did... Um, a couple of years back, uh, my husband's godfather uh, is buried in the cemetery at High Prairie, mm-hmm. and and Coach's dad used to always go up and, and maintain the area and all that sort of stuff. But um, his godfather was in World War One and World War Two, and uh, we. We went back a couple of years ago to to clean everything up and make sure that everything w- was okay. And there's just something about doing that, taking care of it. I know mm-hmm. it's just a it's just a it's a headstone, and this one has the concrete just makes you slab feel over closer, top. still connected. There's something there, mm-hmm. right? And and just learning a little bit uh, more. And that that cemetery as well has uh, a lot of quite old headstones in it. I want to be in a vase um, beside Carol's bed. Beside Carol's bed, yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye on things. <laughs> and she's and she's not allowed to remove it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? She can. I know Carol pretty good. I've been with her better part of twenty five years. Um, she'll do it if I ask her to, and I have asked her to. But she'll either come up with some crazy cookie jar container, or she'll lean my sunglasses against it. Or mm. I just know Carol. She'll there'll be some comedic yeah, spin to it. Or she might just put you downstairs in the office. <laughs> she might. I've certainly been sent downstairs on more than one occasion, but what could I possibly do to deserve that once I'm dead? Well, maybe she, you know, when the time's right to move on with things. She doesn't necessarily want you on her yeah, nightstand. I'm a pretty tough act to follow. <laughs> so we'll see. If I do say well, so Well, I guess myself. we won't see. You'll see, perhaps. <laughs> You'll have to let me know. <laughs> I've already got a code word. Is this crazy? Uh, do you know these uh, psychics and mediums and all these kind of people? And uh, oftentimes, and uh, you know, I don't, uh, uh, you know, I don't subscribe to the authenticity of a medium. But I know that there's those who do. So, and that's cool. Like whatever gets you through your day or your life, that's fine with me. But just in case it might be real, because I've I've basically promised to each of my uh, children and my wife that I'm going to haunt them. So, but we want to be sure it's me, right? We want to be sure. So I've given each of them a long code word, sort of like a password like you would put to protect your online banking or something. It's quite random. So if it's me that's actually communicating with them, that person will know that code. So it's uh, something... So how will they use it? Well, you know, say the medium's sitting at a table and they say, I see your father and he wants you to be... Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, he wants you to be happy and he says you're making good decisions or whatever, which by the way, I don't think I've ever said that to any of my children. Uh, The be happy part I have. Uh, But then they're to ask... Does he have a code word or phrase to tell me? Mm, okay, I see. That's how it would be done. Right. So it's not as if w- when you come back and you're haunting them, they would be able to say the phrase word no. and he would go away. Okay, that's no, what No, the medium thinking. has to say oh, Okay. It. So to be something really, it's easy to remember. Each of them has one. I'm, I'm not making this up. Each of them has one, all four children and my wife. And the code words are along the lines of like, banana pie, sure goes great with rum or so you know something like that where you go okay so random now that's not it folks just you know if you're a medium <laughs> but something along that, those I lines. saw I was driving uh, driving back after the funeral we went and had um, uh, lunch mm-hmm. over at the Moose, the Moose Factory I guess over here and driving down Calgary Trail there was, there were signs all the way down there discount sidekick or discount something 
It was like 25 bucks a reading or something. Like it was discount, discount. psychic. Do you want to go to a discount psychic? Uh, you know what? Are there some things that you might want to pay full price for? For the, uh, that's right. There's certain aspects of my life that I would prefer the lowest bidder didn't get them, didn't get the contract. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, uh, there's an old joke about it, but as the plane takes off, mm. do you want to think that the suppliers of the parts were all the people with the lowest price, or would you prefer it was the most qualified? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in psychics and mediums? Uh, I have been to a few of them, and uh, a couple of them have come up with stuff that I was like, how did you, how, 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 how? Can, can I ask a question of uh-huh. you then out of pure ignorance? Uh-huh. So I'm a psychic, and we're sitting across from one another, and if I'm just wrong on this, tell me. And I say... Jay, I see that you were married before. I now you don't have your own children, but you're raising, helping raise too. You're, I, if I'm even if I'm dead right, even if I'm dead right, aren't they telling you things you already know? Like why am I paying to find out about stuff I already know? Well, I well that's probably not what they're necessarily. Yeah, you said I, they, you went though. So what did they tell you? They that might you didn't... be trying to get more information out of you. That's why whenever I've gone, I don't say very much because mm. oftentimes what I have found is they will say something like that. Oh yeah, well I'm I'm divorced, so I have stepsons. Oh, so now I know that you're divorced. Mm-hmm. So you just keep your mouth shut and let them do the talking. And what did they tell you that um, you were the, surprised? The one that was most significant was when I went to in Sault Ste. Marie with my mother years back. So it was probably 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. And so this woman didn't know didn't that know I had been from... on TV, yeah. anything like that. And she had started while we were talking to to build, um, like draw a brick wall. Yeah. And then inside of it, she drew a TV. She drew she drew a TV in it, mm. and I looked at her, and she says, when I'm drawing this and I'm looking at this, I also hear a, a sound. And I said, well, what do you hear? She says, well, I can hear your high heels like walking across a, a tile floor, but walking away from this, walking away from 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 this television. So wait a second, Jake, because I, I, you just sent a chill up my spine. So and about a year later, I left TV. Oh, you hadn't left yet? I hadn't left TV yet. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, so you're saying that there's a woman who knew you were on TV but weren't there anymore and that you might no. possibly wear high heels? Yeah. That's crazy. Right now, I just, that's crazy. So she knew you were going to leave. But doesn't everybody basically leave TV at some point? Yeah, but she didn't know that that nope. was my job. Fair enough. Oh, but she you were on TV. Yeah, but this was in Sault Ste. Marie. Right. Did she know she was meeting you that day? I don't know. Okay, now you There was it, an appointment. You're getting angry eyes. Don't get angry eyes. No, no, eyes. I'm not getting because angry. Because I'm just, qu- I'm not questioning you. I'm questioning her. It, w- it seems relatively easy to find out that Googled? somebody's on TV. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure that I used my TV name when oh. I'm there. Hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, Carol, not Carol, what's the other one? Ashley, no, the third one. Maddie has gone to a psychic mm-hmm. before. She finds it quite entertaining, but well, that's what it is. I use it for entertainment. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm and I haven't been to one in years. I'm not using it to make life decisions. Right. On. Whereas I think there are some folks that actually do that. I think you'd be better off flipping a coin, frankly. Well, you know, there's a I throw this one out there. There's a lot of people that would say trying to ask God for sure for intervention, help, whatever it is. Or to find out more, whatever would would feel the same way. It's it's you take it where it comes from. Well, that would open up a whole big can of worms. But I think yes, it would. Yeah, when you when you pray for guidance, I feel like you're looking inward for 
the higher power within you to answer your question. So you're actually calling upon your own instincts and, and so on to, to make a great decision. But when you ask somebody else, a stranger, to just make a decision for you, like I said, I think you'd be better off flipping a Yeah, coin. but I would su- suggest that people sometimes who are praying, you can say, yeah, you're looking inward, that sort of stuff. But no, there are people that pray to yes. this, per- this God, this th- whatever that they believe in to put them on but the right trail. Divine guidance. So it's not going to be a voice from the sky. It's going to come from within them. They're going to say, you know, I. Well, I guess it depends on how, whatever relationship that you have with whatever God you believe in. Monday at 218, straight to God. We got straight to religion mm-hmm. 18 minutes in. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And considering that we don't even start at 2, we started like more like 2.05. So really, it took us 13 minutes to get here. It's going to be a long week. <laughs> 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 we should probably get back to, so what'd you do on Friday night? <laughs> uh, too heavy a conversation for the first well, 15 minutes. I think it's, yeah. It's an interesting conversation. It is. We should have a medium on the show sometime. I I know it's considered sort of, oh, no, I won't even finish that sentence, but we should have someone on the show sometime. I I know there's some local ones. There's a great one out in Sherwood Park. Uh, Quite a famous one, in fact. Her name just escapes you at the moment. uh, Oh, didn't she have a show? I think so. She had a show not too long ago. Or we could get the discount one, because they fall within our budget here at 630 Chet. The discount one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if I pass it, I'll write down the number. <laughs> I'll write down the number and see how that goes. If they answer with hi, Jalen. I, I and actually, there's another gal I know um, that's quite good in town in town as well. But she and she also um, does um, cards, tarot cards, and ah. rune stones and that sort of stuff. Okay, so, sure. Yeah, that sounds she's like a good summer topic. She's she's a fascinating woman. Right. This one is. Kay. Yeah, she's come up with some interesting s- stuff and. I'll make a prediction for you. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not saying it's easy to do this, but I'll make a prediction for you. I predict that uh, today we'll have uh, Julie Matthews on the show, consumer okay. advocate. Mm-hmm. She'll probably want to talk about, uh, no, don't tell me, identity theft. I, I also think we'll be checking in with Todd Hirsch because, of course, it's Monday, and Rob Roach is on vacation, and even though we had Todd last week, we're going to have him mm-hmm. again for another edition of uh, The Hoot. The Hoot. See if that doesn't come true. Write those down. I bet you they do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because I think that's what I sent to you in the outline. Uh, well, it came to me somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't say for sure exactly how. Praying to the Jay Lynn God to send <laughs> for me. divine intervention. Oh, boy. That's the wrong person to be praying to. Views when you need it, fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jay Lynn Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. Hey, it's uh, 2.22 on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. It is the uh, Monday edition. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing about oh, I'm that. Just la- I'm just laughing at some of the texts that are coming in yeah. and about uh, yeah, getting to religion within 15 minutes of the show. Hey, Andrew, 15 minutes in, you've angered religious and psychic believers. Laugh out loud. Awesome. Was <laughs> 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 well, it the last time we did talk about this, maybe about a month ago, just briefly for some reason, reason you weren't here it was me and Brandon uh-huh. and yeah some people got really quite upset because they are very much they believe in the psychics and they hey I'm not here to tell you what to believe in yeah absolutely do, do what if you it have. works for you that's great I actually do know at least one individual who specifically makes important decisions with the flip of a coin I mean that I remember reading once about the history of the coin flip and how it came to be in the first place and that that's exactly what it was for, to make important decisions. 
So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't care. Do whatever. Like you say, what's your, what you, what's your expression? Whatever, whatever blows, blows your skirt up. Absolutely. If it's working for you, if it's not, change it. But before we get to Julie, I just want to. I saw this. Uh, just saw this story go flying by, and I, I don't <laughs> wanted to know what you think of it. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a story. Um, so Andre Robertson, he is a basketball player, NBA, Oklahoma City Thunder basketball player. Okay, and he was out yesterday. So just after he resigned with the team for a thirty million dollar contract. <laughs> <laughs> he spent $487.13 at this bar and restaurant uh-huh. and left a $14 tip. Uh, well, you can't tell people what... Maybe it was $14 worth of service. Well, and the, and he got called out on it. Mm. Got called out on it. Um, so I guess the accept, they're saying that he should have had... Um, he should have at least left the acceptable minimum 15% no, tip. Again, no. who's minimum, right? Uh, which would have been $75. When called out on the lousy tip, he defended his... His 2.8% decision, writing it was just a bottle at a bar. There was no service. You know, uh, listen, so wait, wait a minute, just to review. Um, psychics, religion, and now tipping. So we're just... <laughs> I don't know how you're able to carry that but stick again, you're poking. Just because somebody makes $30 million... It's irrelevant. They can tip whatever they want. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it is funny. Uh, not only with tipping, but just in general. You know, Somebody in your family does very well, and mm. then others are annoyed that they don't share that wealth with them or that, you know, that they should be... Or that be, they don't pay more for right. dinner when you all go out. Or the gifts should be bigger yeah, and, no. and all that kind of stuff. People can decide how they want to spend their own money and, and they have it because they've been successful. They've done what it takes to, to get that money. And, and you know, I'd, oftentimes people will say, well, you know, I didn't get rich by giving away my money. That's a, that's a whole other uh, mm-hmm. topic. This guy owes that server nothing. That server has to earn that tip. And if they didn't earn it, they didn't earn it. There was no service. Yeah. So he did bottle service, ordered a a bottle Mm -hmm. and some Red Bulls and some soda, and it was left sitting there. Yeah, I had a, you know what? Speaking of tipping, fourteen bucks. I'm not sure where the fourteen bucks came from. I guess. (laughs) Well, I I went to the VIP theater to see uh, the Spider Man Mm -hmm. movie. And it's one of those ones, I know you've talked about it, I wasn't here the last time you did, but it was one of those ones where, first of all, I couldn't get my scene card up on my phone, so I couldn't get the 10% discount. So I'm playing with that, and, it, it, you know, whatever. I finally got it to work halfway through the movie. Yes, I had my phone on. Um, but she brings the two popcorns and two mm-hmm. Cokes, and then, well, when we ordered on her little iPad, and so then it's got the option, tip. Do you want to come up with your own tip, or do you want to pr- pick a percentage? So she is a server. Mm-hmm. She's bringing you your food. But I don't know. It seems did like. Did you a, tip her? I did, but I tipped her like a two buck kind of. She didn't seem impressed, frankly. But that's fine. But I hadn't even got the service yet. Like she, so she comes, takes my order. So two Coke, two popcorn. Okay, you pay for it first. She's not even going to be the one who brings it to you. There's a food runner that brings it to you. So am I supposed to tip him too? Right, so you've done, or do they pool it afterwards? I, I guess they probably pool it, but at that point, it's like, well, you haven't provided any service yet. You've taken my order. Like I, I've yet to determine if it's going to arrive. If you've, if you're going to spit it, I, you know, I don't know. So why am I? So I, I but I, like I say, I gave her two bucks because I'm assuming she has to tip out the food runner, right? Ah, uh, service. You know, was uh, I throw this one out here too? I was at a store on Thursday night. Uh, walked in. The three young ladies who were behind the 
cashier area. Mm-hmm. Didn't say hello, didn't say stick it in your ear, didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Started doing our, our business. Didn't come over to check on us at any time. There was two of us. Yeah. Didn't come over to check us any time, explain the deals, the sales, anything like that. They sat there and tee-hee, tee-hee, tee-heed and talked about, oh, God, I've been here for so long today. I've done that. Yeah, all this sort of stuff. I'm like, I can <laughs> <Yeah>. hear you. <laughs> yeah. To the point where when I was leaving, I almost wanted to say to them. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just... <laughs> I can see. You can see it. I can see it. Yeah. And you know, I can so, see your aggravation. And you know, my the hair's getting mm-hmm. frizzier because I'm getting hotter under my collar. And there's a lot of hair, <laughs> yeah. There, so yeah, it's big. hard to miss. But it's just one of those. I I I want to send a message to their manager. Mm-hmm. Say these were the three ladies who were working on this night. This is what happened. I don't think that that's service. Right. They just sat behind that thing and. The, Giggled. I, I feel that frustration constantly. If you go to a Subway shop a half hour before closing and try and order any sub that has basically meat in it, they'll tell you it's already put away. <laughs> and and I want to ask the owner of the franchise, do you know your staff? They're obviously putting everything away so they can get out of there quick. Early. Right. But I'm sure the owner or the manager would like to make revenue all the way to closing time. It, it, lots of us have worked in restaurants and fast food before. You take care of the customer all the way till the last customer. You can shut the door at closing time. You still serve whoever's in the line. Uh-huh. Then you put everything away. You don't start putting it away at 9.30, or you might as well close at 9.30. Just another little frustration. You're listening to the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 6.30 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Again, uh, the smoke that's in the region. You just heard Eileen talking about it. And we're getting a lot of texts and calls in the newsroom uh, from the BC wildfires. So that's going to happen uh, on and off here. We'll be seeing a lot of that. You'll recall when uh, Fort McMurray and Slave Lake, we got those same phone calls. Um, smoke drifts a long distance. Yeah, all depends on which way it's blowing and exactly. that sort of thing. So just keep that uh, in mind. And I just checked uh, the Environment Canada Air Quality Index because I know uh, folks out there with uh, lung problems, breathing problems, are always wondering about that. It remains right now at three, which is a low risk. If you want to check it out yourself, go to Environment Canada. Go to weatheroffice.gc.ca. A, B or something. Just type in weather office and it'll come up and air quality is right there. Click on it and you can find out. Nice. Hey, look who it is. It's Julie Matthews. Just back from a trip to Iceland. Yes. Iceland. It was so beautiful. If you ever get a chance to go, you got to do it. And Iceland Air offers like free stopovers of up to seven days if you're on your way to Europe. They had no extra charge to stop in Iceland and and check it out. And we had so many people on our plane that were doing just that. First time there. Unbelievable. My daughter stopped in Iceland on the way in England said yeah. it was beautiful. Well, yeah. that's cool. So, yeah, if you have a plan to go to England, you can stop mm-hmm. there stay for a couple of days. Exactly. That is a really good Iceland chance. Air has got really good rates, too, actually. That's why she took them, because they were the best rate compared to some of the other carriers you're more familiar with. What, what did you do in Iceland? Well, actually, my husband uh, was going to do a hunt in Greenland, and he had to fly into Iceland first, and I've always wanted to see Iceland. So I said, well, let's add a few days <laughs> onto the front of that trip, and I'll come, too. So, huh. yeah, we did lots and lots of exploring. Uh, the waterfalls there are are just breathtaking. What are the temperatures uh, glacier, like? Glacier, lagoons, that sort of thing. Um, it was 14 degrees.
degrees the whole time we were there. But windy and kind of that misting rain a lot mm. coming off the ocean. The sun would come out, you'd have to take all your coats off, like beautiful. But for the most part, I wore my raincoat and a couple <laughs> layers the whole time I was there. And you guys were in like 30 degrees. Yes. Yeah. So there is that. Well, whatever, uh, what is it? Blows, blows your, your skirt, skirt up. <laughs> uh, we don't get many 30-day... Uh, it's true. So to trade that for 14-day doesn't seem like a good deal. Well, I booked it a while ago. Sure. Didn't know Fair that enough. was going to happen. Right. But You're going to Iceland. It's on my bucket list. I just... Honestly, really? I, yeah, I would huh. love to... It was worth it. I, I really think if you get a chance to, please, please check it out. It was amazing. What about an Alaskan cruise? Ever have, either of you done that? Uh, we no. were going to, but we didn't book it. We're debating it. Mm-hmm. Just to get on a cruise ship or something that's a little less expensive, but for the same reasons I wouldn't be all that interested in 14-degree yeah. weather. I'd, yeah, you know. and yeah, you might want to check the little less expensive part because it's not a little less expensive. Oh, it's really? actually pretty expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah oh, good for sure. Icebergs, your, you know, they charge money to see right. icebergs and whales. There's your yeah. first uh, consumer tip of the afternoon. Yeah! <laughs> so Julie Matthews, our consumer expert, I like to call her, a former troubleshooter at uh, Global Edmonton. We wanted to talk today about identity theft and how to protect yourself online. And folks, if you've been through this or know somebody who has been through it, uh, it is... Um it's hell. It can be hell trying to get out of it. So I, I'm curious to know when you look at some of the numbers about how often this is happening, um, how often is it happening? Well, some of the more recent stats um, for North America, the Federal Trade Commission out of the U.S. says um, 7 million victims in North America every year, which is something like 13 every minute. Whoa. Yeah. Um, now, here in Canada, the, la- the latest stats I could find was from 2014 or 2015, and it said about 20,000 Canadians a year. But those 20,000 people are losing $16 million. Mm-hmm. Um, it's massive, and it's, again, one of those things that's not being caught quickly and sometimes not being reported as well. What's the difference between identity theft an identity fraud. Yeah, I've seen some the, some of the police departments trying to clarify that. Really, the, the difference is the theft is the stealing of the information and, and sort of collecting it, and it becomes a fraud once they're using okay. that information. Oh, okay. So yeah. once they're pretending to be you or they're taking out loans in your name, that's when it crosses into, from theft into fraud. So what are the documents that are most important to, or the pieces of information most important to uh, protect? Well, obviously your social insurance number, uh, your passport, your birth certificate, um, driver's license is up there. But a lot of the tips just basically say, please don't carry anything you don't need. It's so easy to lose your wallet, your purse, have it stolen, have your car broken into, and we all carry too much stuff. Do you remember when everyone always had their social insurance number with their wallet? There's absolutely no reason to have that in your wallet. No, I mean, how often do we ever need that? How often do well, and most it, of us know it off by heart? Exactly. Right? And when you do know, know yeah. it you, or need it, you know it. Do right? they still issue cards for social insurance yeah. numbers? Yeah. yeah. Do they? Okay. Isn't that yeah. something else? All right. So, identity theft, how are they getting it? Well, online is now big, obviously, Mm -hmm. but let's go back to traditional. Mail theft still happens, so Canada Post still is always putting out warnings, you know, if you're going away, please put a hold on your mail. If you notice your mail stops coming and you're expecting some bills, that's a bit of a red flag. In fact, that's one of the ways that a lot of people catch identity theft is because where's their credit card statements? Where Mm -hmm. is this happening? Or they start getting bills from a loan or a company they've never heard of, and that's a good sign that something has happened. But they're getting 
the information from your mail and then online social media um, from websites like be careful where you shop be careful where you're entering your information um, there's obviously hackers I always say you know be careful um, clicking on the cute little pictures the outrageous fake news articles all those <laughs> things it might seem innocent enough but there is sometimes malware or spyware and things connected to that that can lead hackers into your email I mean we all get like even look at my recent trip to Iceland I'm getting confirmation emails back from travel agents you know things like that and I might not think there's anything important in my email but if a hacker got in there and had some time he could probably build some pretty good stuff how much do they need to have to start doing serious damage very little, um, and they seem to know where to take it. So if they have your your name and your address and maybe your phone number, they seem to be able to figure out which retailers they could go to to sign you up for, I don't know, a, a hardware store credit card, for hmm. example. Or, you know, they won't go to the bank. It's not so much that. It's they'll go to these other companies that are so anxious for you to get a store credit card, and they'll start racking those mm-hmm. up. And some stores ask for a lot more information and a lot more ID than others do. Some staff members at some stores ask for more. So I think they look and work those loopholes. But here's the thing. So shopping with or doing business or providing information to trusted vendors makes sense. But there can't be a more trusted vendor than the CRA. And they got hacked. So how do we protect ourselves when we're not the ones who are protecting those kind of you know, banks of information. Yeah. Well, and and those those things and those breaches are going to happen, and those are completely out of our control. I mean, all we can do is is protect ourselves the best way we can. And when stores or government agencies get hacked, that's why you know the Office of the Information and Privacy Commissioner in Alberta and the federal office of the same. They are the ones who kind of step in and enforce the different legislation, and they go after government agencies. Or you hear about like an employee who left the laptop in a car and mm-hmm. then it was stolen. They go in to like proper uh, storage and disclosure of certain information and what needs to happen. So I guess being vigilant would be the answer then. So, uh, you know, we talked about this a while back with uh, Kelly Keene. It's an interesting exercise to take your visa statement and actually go through it. Oh, yes. Because even if you don't find anything fraudulent on it, you'll find charges that you signed up for years ago, Uh uh, memberships that you no longer utilize, lots of stuff. And oftentimes I think people have so many items on their statement that they don't go through it and you don't notice it. If you pay off your visa, then look at the next statement and think, you know, health club? Uh When (laughs) when did I join a health club? Or, you know, potato of the month club. Yeah, and for the longest time, you know, years back, I did not. I ignored my credit card bill when it came in, and a lot of folks folks do, but Mm -hmm. I was opening uh, one up, and there was a charge on there. And I've told this story for $800 in Metallica tickets for StubHub. Whoa. And I didn't, I was like, I didn't even know what StubHub was. I called them, and I said, what are you? And how did this happen? But um, somehow someone got a credit card number. And set up an account, a fake email really? account, and next thing you know, eight hundred dollars worth of Metallica tickets charged to my to my visa. And they're really counting on the fact that we don't check those mm-hmm. statements, right? And the really good scams out there too. They don't take eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a one shot deal. Some of the really good scams, it's two fifty. It's it's mm-hmm. five dollars because well, no one's going to catch see, that. Yeah, and sometimes this is almost a little taster. They want to see how far they can. That's right. They sure. can get. But you know, it's even the fine print though. I'll give you a great example. I. 
got a statement, and I do go through my statements. So I go through my statements, and I see a $400 charge that I don't recognize the company. So I Google the company to see who they are, and they're an insurance bureau. So I thought, okay, insurance, but I didn't buy insurance. So a little more research, I bought trip insurance. Okay, fine, that's against cancellation for a future family vacation. So totally cool. But the next month, another charge. So now I get hold of the company, and it turns out when I was agreeing to the terms and conditions of the insurance for the trip, I also agreed to a recurring charge for general insurance against <laughs> something else. Oh, it was no. somewhere in the fine print. I was livid because uh, the trip itself was booked through a reputable company. Um, and that's who they're doing business mm-hmm. with. But you really had to read that fine print to find that. And so I had to cancel it. And yeah. if you don't cancel it, it recurs. Mm-hmm. And it was 50 bucks a month or something. Not a lot, but it could easily be hidden in your statement. If you have a Facebook page, think about this. And um, this was a reality check last week when someone tried to mm. keep setting up an account using my, my photo and all that sort of stuff. But going through that and checking privacy settings and whatnot and realizing, because it says in there, allow people to contact you at a phone number. And the next thing you know, you put a phone number down or an email down. You have your, a lot of folks have their birth date down. All of that stuff you really probably shouldn't have on a, on a social media page. How, they, the poli- a police officer told me once those things can be called like how to create a fraud kit. Mm-hmm. Basically, every little piece of information you're putting out there, what you forget is if they've created or uh, spotted you as a target, they're going to look everywhere. They're going to do a fan out. So they're going to go on every social media platform. So you might think, well, all I've got on my Facebook page is a phone number or a birthday. But then what do you have on LinkedIn? What do you have on mm-hmm. Instagram? Maybe it, it was an Instagram picture that gave away your street where you mm-hmm. live. Like all those little things it's a puzzle and they know how to put that together. Uh, Martin Texton says, I had uh, some greasy dating site charge on my card. My girlfriend was saying, how could you? I stuck to my guns and laughed at her. They had an investigation cleared the charge for me and Alan says, someone stole my identity 10 years ago. He got my SIN number out of the garbage, Mm. changed my address at the CRA and by the time they found him two years later. He had 18 pieces of ID in my name, had racked up over $200,000, and was caught trying to buy a motorcycle in Moncton, New Brunswick. Let's talk about that, because that's exactly what can happen. We'll take a break here. We'll continue with Julie Matthews uh, right after that, but how do you dig yourself out when it happens, the, the process and where you need to go? This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. On 6.30 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Julie Matthews joining us in studio this afternoon as we talk about identity theft, identity fraud, how to protect yourself. And again, I think we all know the things that we should be doing, but a lot of us just aren't doing them. Uh, when it happens, when it happens to you, Julie, where do you even start? Um, because I guess it depends on how, how deep it goes, too. Yeah, and how did you find out? You know, like I said, some people will find out when they get calls from a collection company for a debt they didn't know they had. Uh, Mail will stop coming, that sort of thing. Um, So obviously you're going to want to report it to the police first. Um, You're going to want to contact all your banks, everything you have. Um, You need to make a big list. In fact, a lot of the research online will tell you, start a lot of notes. Um, A lot of the studies have shown that digging yourself out from identity theft will uh, take 200 to 600 personal hours of your time on the 
the phone, emailing, trying to straighten this out. Uh, plus, um, potentially 18 months, I've heard, is sort of the average about how long it will take to straighten it out. And you do hear people that decades later are still dealing with well, it. Well, I was going to say, how do you get it to go away forever? Yeah, and I mean, so the biggest call that you're probably going to make, I mean, the banks are important too, is to the credit reporting agencies. So Equifax and TransUnion, mm-hmm. you can Google it. It's, they're very, very good user-friendly websites. Um, you're going to call them and you're going to explain what happened. They're very used to it. They deal with this all the time. They're going to put a fraud alert on your file. It's going to stay on there for usually six years. It's going to mean that there's extra protection. So no one's going to be able to check your credit rating or take out a loan or do anything without personally contacting you. I have done that. I have put that on my um, on my cards after that Do you that find happened. it gets in the way of normal transactions? Well, I mean, I remember at one point wanting to apply for a Bay card and I couldn't do it at that moment. They had to wait for the phone call to come through and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But at the end of it, all was okay. It was just a Bay card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I wanted that because I had been taken, we had been taken for a few thousand dollars. What about these companies that offer protection against identity theft and there's a charge for it? Are they worthwhile? Yeah, I, I've read mixed reviews about those companies and so I don't really, I haven't come to a point where I have an opinion on that because I've heard good things and I've heard not so good things. I've heard that a lot of companies are charging for things that you could do yourself. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's a mess. Um, it happened in my family. Um, my dad actually, and in this case, it's a good reminder that sometimes it doesn't isn't a stranger, but a family <laughs> member or an extended family member that might compromise your identity and uh, signatures and po- copies of paper were taken from the house and that's how my family figured out it was happening was because collection agencies started calling and it was something like 10... Uh, loans or credit cards for retailers that have been taken out and $10,000, $15,000 on each one. Um, and it was a mess. And, you know, my dad found out that in a lot of these retailers at that time, they were giving out these loans and credit cards without even asking for photo ID, mm. which is which is scary. And I know wow. I know people, same thing has happened, that had to declare bankruptcy, <laughs> that have de- had to declare bankruptcy. And if you've gone through that, you know exactly what kind of you know, what that results in for the years afterwards. So mm-hmm. good reminder not to keep important documents out or things like pay stubs, um, even as you said, you know, a signature on on something. So, so keep that stuff away. Keep the operational security at your house on maximum. If you have guests, you just never know. You, you never do. You want to yeah. believe that, that will never happen, but um, it can. Um, someone has suggested that uh, they've had, uh, they, they get an alert to their phone whenever their credit card is used. Every so time? Every time. Wow. So if it's used, so they'll, they'll know they'll be able to, to, to check on it, that sort of thing. Someone else says, I'm doing all of this. I'm, I'm shredding receipts. What else should I do? Well, I still go back to online. I still think that a lot of people, if you ask them if they were, you know, savvy in terms of mm-hmm. internet or their identity protection, I bet you I could still find something they've put on social media mm-hmm. that they would be shocked if I pointed that out to them and what a crook could do. So I really also think that people need a reminder that, you know, the internet is permanent and what you might not care about now at the age of 20 or 22 or mm-hmm. 30, you might really care about um, a lot of years from now um, in terms of when you have a lot more uh, mm-hmm assets and that sort of thing. And and crooks can be very patient. They can hold on to information for a long period of time. You know, it's funny you say that. That uh, just makes me uh, that just makes me laugh. <laughs> the CIBC online banking had a problem with their app, phoned their app helpline, and uh, the guy said, well, the best thing we could do is take the app off your phone and put it back on your phone and reinstall it. And I said, okay, well, I better not lose all the numbers that are stored. And he said, what numbers are stored? I go, well, my card numbers are all stored. I don't want to have to enter them again. Oh. He goes, they shouldn't be stored. 
And I go, why shouldn't they be stored? They're password protected. And he goes, are they password protected with the same password you use for other sites? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be CIBC that gets hacked. It could be any site where I use that password, and a lot of people use the same password for things. But he's absolutely right. If yeah. somebody gained access to my whatever, my fruit of the month club, you know what I mean? And, and they now have the password for all my accounts. That's right. So yeah. I had to employ one of those password apps that generates passwords, different passwords. So before we let you go, what else do you want to make sure that people know about this topic and maybe some uh, advice on where they can go to find out uh, if they need need some help? So the other thing I would remind people about is photos um, to make sure you turn off the, the geotagging function on your phones because people are putting those on Facebook or Instagram. A lot of people know about that now and I turned it off on my own phone mm-hmm. but I literally did make myself go into my phone and remind myself how to find it um, and make sure it's very easy to Google that, um, how to turn that off so that your pictures are not giving away your exact location because a lot of people are taking pictures in their home. And I'm serious, it will narrow it down to 50 meters, 100 meters sometimes. You do not want anyone to figure that out. Well, there's the jewelry box in the back, in the background. <laughs> in the background, yeah. that car. Oh, yeah. look at that nice piece of art. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, okay, brilliant. And as far as places where they can go, what are some good, 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 good uh, websites? Service Alberta, Better Business Bureau, and the Office of the Information and Privacy Commissioner of Alberta and also the Federal uh, Privacy Commissioner. Lots and lots of great information there. Julie Matthews, thank you for the reminder as everyone is going to their computer right now, hopefully, and triple-checking everything. We'll talk to you next month. Thank you. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.